Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Better Way. I am your host, Craig Booker. In the last episode, we talked about how to identify trauma. In this episode, we'll pick up from where we left off and talk about how to heal from trauma. As I say every episode, this is not meant to replace therapy. While I do hope that this is helpful, this is not a replacement for getting the help you need. The information and suggestions shared are just that. They're my experience. They're meant for educational and informational purposes only. Before we get started, I'd like to address something that a lot of people... A lot of people might think this is quite obvious, but I want to state this to be clear. Healing from trauma is incredibly complex, and I don't mean to oversimplify the process whatsoever. I'm sure I've said this multiple times over, but this process can take months or years for individuals. We all experience these things differently. The first category I want to try to address is recent events. So if you've recently experienced a traumatic event or situation, here are some helpful tips or bits of information that I hope will be beneficial to you. Now, depending on the situation, this could vary, but the type of event I am thinking about is either a local disaster, possibly a natural disaster of some kind, uh, but it's not necessarily limited to that. It's just something that was recent. So, with that being said, let's get started. Before I get too far into this and forget to do this, I want to make sure and state that this information was from an article titled How to Cope with Traumatic Events. Uh, it was posted in, on a website called helpguide.org. The authors of the article are Melinda Smith, M.A., Lawrence Robertson, and... Jean Siegel, PhD. There's a lot of helpful information in this article, and I've tried to kind of condense it down to make it palatable so we can discuss it, but uh, here goes. So first item that was important that really stuck out to me is be willing to accept support. No one can help you if you're not willing to be helped. There's a great quote by Dr. Vander Kolk, and he says, to open yourself up and be able to tell someone what is bothering you is a major act of courage. There is no doubt that it takes a lot of bravery to put yourself out there and be vulnerable about what you've experienced or something that you've gone through. So let's start there. That's point number one. Uh, number two is find the right help. Find a counselor or mental health professional to help you process what you've experienced. Not just anyone, the right person. So there are all kinds of different trained counselors and mental health professionals that have different specialties, and you have to really kind of figure out who's going to be able to help you the best. Next is allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling. Sounds pretty silly, right? But this comes to don't cut yourself off or tell yourself you should or shouldn't feel such things. Don't try to rush your recovery. Healing takes time. Again, if this is a recent event, we want to avoid obsessing 
over the event or reliving the event over and over and over again. And sometimes this is tough to turn off. So take time to do activities that get your mind off the event or the situation. Some of these helpful activities could be reading, could be watching a movie, playing with your kids, spending time outdoors in nature. You could even combine the two and spend time outdoors in nature playing with your kids. Next, we want to reestablish routine. It is important to restore balance after experience a traumatic event like this, and routine helps us to get back to our life. Next, we want to avoid consuming media. Uh, if the event is a local or a national event, such as a national disaster, we want to be careful to avoid viewing photos or videos of the event, which force the individual to relive that trauma from the event. Repetitive media exposure can increase your stress and your anxiety. So it may be turning off the TV or avoiding news channels, uh, possibly you know, removing some apps from your phone if you have a lot of news apps on your phone. So doing stuff to limit your exposure to media. All right, those were some, all right, those were some great tips and helpful information. I uh, want to move on to the next source that I found, next article I read, which was titled Six Ways to Help You Deal with Trauma. is by Michelle Pugel, P-U-G-L-E, from psychcentral.com. And in the article, there's a lot of information there. What I kind of pulled from it was a section titled How to Cope with Trauma. And in this article, the author talks about six different ways I'd like to Go over those quickly. The first one that was mentioned is validate your experience and reaction. So remind yourself that what you experienced is real and justified, that it was hurtful. Uh, just acknowledge it. This kind of overlaps some from the previous source, but very similar. Uh, number two is seek support from people you trust. It's important to have supportive people nearby to help you. Again, allow people to support you. Three, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Even though it's not always possible because of jobs or kids depending on you, whatever it is, it's important to allow yourself to slow down and take a break. Again, don't try to rush your healing. Let trusted coworkers know what's going on. This is a part that kind of goes back and, and kind of interweaves into number two, which was seek support from people you trust. Letting those coworkers that you trust know what's going on allows them to have your back. So don't avoid doing that. Let those people in. Four, Listen to what your body wants. Uh, this is one of my favorite of all of these, mainly because it talks about self-care. And self-care is one of my favorite and also one of the hardest things for me to do. So some of these obvious, I think, to some, but let's mention them. Sleep. Make sure that you're getting um, enough sleep and 
uh, extra sleep to help you cope with what you're processing. Two, comfort food. Enjoy some comfort food. Three, find some time in nature. Get get away. Get um, get alone in nature. Uh, other items they mention: yoga, cardio, spend some time with friends. So all of these things, find your things that help you take care of yourself, whatever those things are, and practice those. Number five, monitor for ongoing symptoms. Uh, they say that symptoms can last for weeks or months. So some of these symptoms can include anxiety, anger or rage, Shortness of breath, nightmares, sleeping issues, rapid heart rate, sweating, upset stomach, increased substance use. Number six is reach out for professional help if needed. So this could be your doctor, a counselor. Find some help. If you don't have those people, start looking for those people. Ask around for recommendations. In the article, they recommend reaching out if symptoms persist four weeks following the traumatic event. So keep a calendar, uh, be mindful of how long these symptoms are occurring, and track your progress. Uh, next is establish your support system. And I don't mean to make light of this, but I kind of think this is the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters of who are you going to call? Like, who are those people that you can reach out to in your time of need. You need to have a list either on your phone, somewhere that's easily accessible, so that when you're in a tough spot, you have someone that you can reach out to. All right, so I hope, you know, sharing some of that information from those articles is beneficial and help to remind us of some of the things and some of the ways we can take care of ourselves and protect ourselves after experiencing a traumatic event or situation. Um, none of this is easy. Uh, again, a lot of this information you, you might have known already, uh, but I think is worth revisiting. Um, so, you know, going through a few of these articles, one of the things that I remember reading is that just because you know and understand the trauma that you've been through does not make it easier. And that's absolute truth. You can know everything about the situation and what caused certain things to happen and why it happened, but it doesn't make it any easier. Dealing with trauma is difficult. And that's why it's so incredibly important that you have a team of people, including professionals, whether that's a doctor, a counselor, um, whether that's your local pastor at your church, whatever that is, that you have those people that you can call. You have them in your phone. You don't have to go look for them. They're right there. Uh, then also that you have another part of your support system, and that's a group of trusted friends. These can be coworkers. These can just be friends family members, you have these people, they know what's going on so that if you reach out to them, they know that it's crucial that they drop what they're doing and help you. A lot of times, at least I know for myself, I'm, I'm an introvert, so I recharge from being alone. And so I naturally thrive in, in isolation. But what is really crucial to do is to allow people into your struggle. 
and I know it's the opposite of what you want to do. It's not what I want to do naturally, but something I've learned recently is the value of allowing people in to what you're struggling through or what you're going through. And that builds in a layer of support that you just can't mimic or duplicate elsewhere. And so take the time that it, you can't do that overnight. It's really hard to do. So it takes time to bring those people in and allow them to know what's going on. Um, because you can't typically just stop and they can't stop their lives and go spend three hours to get caught up. So it's important that you're establishing those relationships and over time that you're letting them in to what's going on in your life, you know, and that way, that way it's easy for them to step in and help you at a moment's notice. And you don't, you know, put them in a weird position to expect them to drop everything to get caught up or to help you cope. If you've taken time to establish those relationships and let them in little by little, they can easily, you know, support you. For those of you who have experienced trauma in your past, meaning it's not a recent event, this is going to be a little bit, I wouldn't say more complex, but more involved. Trauma that has a long history tends to have many layers, meaning it's not from a single event or occurrence. In my journey, I have experienced both an individual event and trauma that comes about over time. And so I know a little bit about the complexities of both. And I don't want to try to cram them all into one episode and oversimplify stuff. I want to give you know, the different categories, the respect they deserve. And so I think I'll wrap it up here and possibly try to approach the other types in a later episode. That's going to be it for this episode. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, downloading this podcast. I hope that you will hit subscribe so that you'll get notified of future episodes. If you would like to be kept up to date on things with this podcast or uh, things that I'm writing for my book, you can go to my website at craigbooker.com. Again, that's craigbooker.com. Mm-hmm.